Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. Hey guys, welcome to our third installment of Late Night Reds Talk here on the Locker Room app. Uh, we're so excited. We have a nice round table, some awesome guests to join us. Uh, for those who are joining us for the first time, I am Tim Daniel, joined by my PIC, my partner in crime, Mr. Nick Kirby. Nick, three times now, man. This hitting streak's getting strong. We're, we're challenging DiMaggio. <laughs> yeah, we, were, we, we figured it out. We've got to work in three weeks in a row. I feel like we're, we're doing good. A couple hours from opening day, fellas. Not too far away, man. Not too far at all. Um, so let's introduce the panel we have with us first. Um, Carlos, is it fair to say former Reds prospect? How would you like to be introduced? I guess I should have asked before we started this. Definitely not that. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a prospect, I might have stayed with the Reds. I'd say former uh, MLB San Diego Padre pitcher. There we go. Former San Diego Padre pitcher. <laughs> can we say former used to play with Joey Votto? Can we put can we put that in there? Yeah, probably Joey Votto's ex roommate is probably. Uh, is a there we one. go. <laughs> Joey Votto's ex roommate, Carlos Guevara. Awesome to have you. Thanks for joining us, man. We're, we finally got you on. I know we've been trying the last couple of weeks. And then joining us also, you can check him out here regularly. He had a really cool show today previewing opening day with the Locked On Cardinals crew. He is the host of Locked On Reds on the Locked On Network, Jeff Carr. So excited you're joining us, and we're not going head-to-head tonight, so you can come hang out. So we're, we're excited, man. <laughs> man, I appreciate you guys letting me crash the party. I kind of showed up uninvited, so uh, thanks for having me. Of course. So, guys, obviously the big news today, the team still has not technically finalized the roster um, as we're getting to opening day tomorrow because they're waiting on the decision to do what they're going to do with Votto. But, Nick, we know one thing's for sure. Jonathan Indy is breaking camp on the roster. You heard Suarez talk about it. Indy is very excited. Um, if you read what C. Trent was saying today in The Athletic, he kind of talked a lot about how India throughout spring training just carried himself as a big leaguer, just had all this confidence and all this swagger. Uh, and you said last week uh, he looks really cool when he plays baseball, and I totally agree. But um, we've talked about him already for the two weeks we've done shows, and we've had, like, questions. Obviously, you know, when a rookie who hasn't had any major league experience is skipping AAA, well, I guess there's no real AAA this year. Um, it's obviously a lot to be questioning, but – we know he's there. There's a lot to be excited about. So what do you think about the news? Well, I, I am excited. Um, I have literally no idea what to expect. Um, you know, normally, like, when you have, you know, a player coming up, you kind of have at least some sort of – I have no I have no idea. Um, um, but, yeah, yeah I, he, I'd rather him, you know, be starting tomorrow than, um, um, no offense, Alex Blandino or, you know, any of those guys. So, sure. um Hey, I'm excited. You know, uh, it's uh, it's a creative move. Um, it could backfire. I don't want to, you know, say this is a 
a for sure, you know, um, um, move that's going to work great with, with Suarez having to shift positions. But it's an exciting move. But at least, um, as I've said before, it's at least the Reds trying something. At least them trying to be creative, um, um, not just, you know, going with the status quo. Yeah. So, Jeff, you, you know, we talked about before we got started, you had Bobby Nightingale on the show not too long ago. And you've talked to a few people who are out in Arizona. What if what are the reports you've heard about Jonathan India to kind of teeter you to excited or cautious, if you would say? I'm very excited about him. And a lot of it just kind of has to do with the surprise. Uh, I've been reading a lot, like Baseball Perspectives talked about his ability that he added at the alternate site to just field second base competently. Like they're, they're not coming out and saying he's going to be an all-star right away or anything like that. But they said the fact that he moved from third base to second base really plays well and raises his overall individual ceiling. And kind of with the way that people are talking about him, he carries himself with confidence. They kind of compare his demeanor in the box to Tyler Stevenson, two guys who just are not intimidated by major league pitchers. So I think that that's going to go a long way into having a pretty solid season. And I I don't, I don't necessarily think that he's going to light the world on fire. I mean, he's coming out of nowhere, basically. We were kind of, at least in my, I I was kind of looking at him as a prospect coming into the season like, boy, what is he? What's he going to prove to be? And all of a sudden, here he is going to be a major contributor to the major league team. I I think it's going to be very interesting. And all year long, I I don't know how it's going to end up. But all year long, I'm going to kind of have Nick Senzel's 2019 in the back of my mind and kind of comparing the two. And just based on what some folks have said, and I know that we all uh, remember the names of Neftali Soto and Norris Hopper and Dennis Spitz, but based on what they saw in spring training, they, they like it. And he might even have a better rookie season than Nick Senzel. Yeah, I, I'm pretty high on him. Um, I put the thing on my Twitter today where once they announced that he broke, I, I'm in a Dynasty Fantasy Baseball League. And uh, I put a clip, I did a screen save today of like when the Reds like put the news out that he broke uh, with, came up with the team. I put him in my lineup and had a screen video of like me doing it. So I was like, this feels good. This feels nice. Um, Carlos, we'll round out with you on the, Knicks, on the uh, Jonathan Indian conversation. I'm kind of asking for you because, you know, you've been in the majors, you've pitched, like you said, you pitched for the Padres, you were in the Reds organization. Have you seen enough footage on India to kind of see like what you like as far as what he looks like in the box or anything in the plate? I have not. I've seen maybe three ABs from him at all. Um, But I don't, I haven't even seen his minor league numbers, to be honest with you. What, when he had a full season double A? I think so, yeah. So, you know, everybody says, you know, like scouts and ex-coaches and everything are like, if you can play at double-A, you can play at the big leagues. And at first I was like, man, that seems like a big jump, even when I was in double-A. And, you know, not to humble brag or anything, but I made the jump from double-A straight to the big leagues. And I didn't – I mean, I shot myself in the foot trying to be too perfect. And – I mean, at the end, right before I got let go or sent down, I was like, man, I, I kind of belong here. This is this is the league that I should be in. And so that, that kind of gives me I, – I don't give any, any thought to the fact that he hasn't played in AAA yet because if he was successful or even felt comfortable or made good strides at the end of AA, then I have complete faith that he can play in the big leagues. 
I got I got one more thought on on India before we we move on. Something just popped in. You know, the Reds have had several guys that have been really slow starters. You know, like Suarez last year, Mustakas last year. Um, Votto's had a few seasons where he started slow. It just you know, and the Reds as a team for the last couple of years. Even if India, you know, can just carry this this hot spring training. And, you know, when pitchers haven't seen him yet and, and ride that wave for a, a couple weeks, maybe even a month, that could really be just such a huge jolt for the Reds just to kind of help, the, help you know, that, that, that first month until the other guys really get going as we've seen uh, taking a little longer in the past. So, you know, Indy at least gives you that possibility, whereas, you know, if you're playing Kyle Farmer at shortstop or, or whoever else, they're not going to be able to carry a team for a couple weeks. But maybe India kind of could. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Anyone want to touch on that before we move to the next topic? I just love that they're kind of starting him off with low expectations. I feel like Nixon Zell came up with all of the hype in the world and all yeah. of the expectations. And India is kind of like, a, boy, we're just happy that he's here in the, in the hype level. So I, I think that that in and of itself is going to be a huge start for him and a huge, like, not – not weight lifted because there was no weight to begin with, but they're kind of like easing expectations onto him. And I think that's a huge deal. I've got, I've got a question. So do we think that this is an India playing second base out of absolute necessity, or is this a, a new wave of thinking kind of getting away from the service time, manipulating the service time? Well, I'm not convinced they're still not going to ma- manipulate his service time. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think there's a chance they, they they send him down for you know the three weeks or whatever they need at some point during the year. At some point, he's going to slump. You know, he he's it would be a, a near miracle if he has a, a incredible flawless season. So I I wouldn't rule out you know them still sitting him down for a couple weeks at some time. The Reds have done before with other guys doing it. Um. Suarez at shortstop is is desperation, but I don't know if India being the guy that's starting is really desperation. How I look at it, um, I think India really forced their hand. I don't think they had fought for very long, you know, back in February, um, early February. Hey, we're gonna put Jonathan India on the roster. I don't think that that was ever really thought of. I think it just. I guess kind of just happened with with how how well he performed. Yeah, I, I'm about the same way. Um, you know, because we, we I think too like I don't think it's something where the Reds saw like what's going on in Kansas City with Bobby Witt, where all their fans are like raising hell because they sent him down. But I definitely do think like I can see a situation like Nick said, unless he comes out and just like goes crazy like Jay Bruce's first couple weeks, where maybe like they keep him like they send him down for a bit. Uh, but other than that, you know, it's it's definitely a good point. I could definitely see one way or the other. Um, I don't think they're necessarily going the Billy Bean money way, money ball route by any means. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah. So let's touch on this real quick because obviously this is a big topic today too. Um, as they're breaking everything, we're now learning the rotation while we're dealing with. Sonny Gray and Michael Lorenzen out, and one and two sound great. Three, four, and five—we're <laughs> still figuring that out. So, obviously, we know Luis Castillo is pitching opening day. Tyler Molle gets the ball Saturday for opening night, going against Wayno. 
And then Wednesday, I mean Sunday, which is the game I'll be in attendance. Uh, I'm so excited to be in the ballpark. We have Jeff Hoffman, who they get from former Rocky, going against Carlos Martinez. Monday against the Pirates, we have Jose De Leon, who we've had some good reports on for spring training. Uh, doesn't look like the Pirates have necessarily announced their starter just yet, have they? And then Tuesday, we have Wade Miley, the lefty in the rotation. So, obviously, we know what they're dealing with as far as the injuries. Um, but do you guys expect this might be a weekend we see a lot of TJ Antone? Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I think that that I don't think necessarily unless there's some sort of injury with with Wade Miley and they they just pushed him back because of that. I think Wade Miley pitching against the Pirates is strategic because the Pirates have a lot more left-handed hitters than um the Cardinals. Um the Cardinals only have uh their projected eighth hitter is left-handed. Everyone else is right, or there's a couple switch, and they're not not drastic splits. Whereas the Pirates have a bunch of lefties. So I think Wade Miley pitching against the Pirates is strategic in that. Um, I don't know, Jeff Hoffman, maybe they want him to face his uh, teammate, Arenado, um, um, first weekend. I guess probably flip a coin, which one of them you want to pitch against the Cardinals, you know. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would say Wade's probably strategic. The one thing that's kind of interesting is, uh, they the Reds could have uh, pitched uh, Castillo on um, on Tuesday uh, and on normal rest, um, um, and then um, potentially um, um, not had to use Hoffman again um, or or De, De Leon again um, and kind of use those off days. So I guess they're not doing that. I, I guess they just don't want to push Castillo early. Yeah, probably not because you know he was a little, a little slow out the gate. Is is kind of my guess, and then my guess for for Anton would be day three, you know, kind of piggybacking with Hoffman. It's kind of kind of what I'm seeing. He'll end up sliding into that, into that, you know, whatever you want to call it, that slot, that three slot. Yeah, I wonder if they'll try to get Ant. There's a possibility maybe tomorrow they try to get Anton in. Um, because there's that off day on Friday, um, and maybe they don't like pitch, you know, Lucas Sims or Garrett, one of the two. Maybe they try to get Anton in tomorrow if they feel like you know Anton can pitch on on Thursday and then pitch again on um, on Sunday. You know, maybe so he can you can kind of use utilize them the best. I, I maybe there's a chance Anton comes in like and pitches the eighth and ninth inning tomorrow, and they save the other guys. You know. For because they can probably pitch a little more back to back than Anton. The yeah. nice thing is the back half of the rotation is only going to be tested by the Pirates. True. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the other guys are back. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, it, really, you need need Gray back by um, the the third week of April. Um, you can probably survive the first couple weeks. It's a pretty weak schedule, um, thankfully. Yeah, I think uh, C. Trent said today in his article, the Reds are breaking, getting ready for opening day with twelve first round picks, as far as their <laughs> pitching staff. Damn, none of them named Nick Howard. No, <laughs> or or uh, what's his name? Uh, what was the other Nick? I just forgot his name. As I was going to make oh, a funny joke, Nick Trevieso. Trevieso. I think he's playing yeah. independent ball now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, we got a good question. If you any of you guys want to answer from Tyler in the in the chat, I said, "How confident are you on Lorenzen possibly starting, or just your thoughts on the whole situation, considering his velocity has dropped to let him go longer in his outings, and how that affects his performance?" Um, for me, I think it was just like a. I kind of like the idea of starting because we don't know until tomorrow. Obviously, if they made a decision on the DH, uh, maybe it's a situation where they. I don't know if they're going to go full Shohei Otani with him for being a two-way player, but I do think it's in the cards. Um, I know last year only had one plate appearance in that goofy year, but, you know, we saw the year before there was nice he was playing in left field in the later innings and starting in the outfield later in the season as the, as the season was kind of winding down. But I think he's kind of going to be their guy. They're going to try to find, like, all the different ways they can use him without straining his body too much. Yeah, I thought he looked I thought he looked more comfortable as a starter last year. Um, I, I think, you know, especially – it's not like he's he's taking the rotation spot of of a stud, you know. I mean, I definitely think he deserves um, deserves a chance. And I, I think last year probably him not being utilized as much probably had a lot to do with it, you know. Um, only being sixty games, um, he appeared in. Uh, uh, he actually only appeared in eighteen games last year. I thought he appeared. He felt like he was there every other night. Um, um, but it probably you know that in the DH. Um, I don't necessarily think the Reds are going to just, you know, intentionally try to, to work him in. But, you know, I think if the, you know, they have spots they can use him, I think they probably will. Yeah. It's one of the difficult things with him because his two starts last year, we remember very positively on the emotional scale. But kind of when you step back and look at him objectively, neither went more than five innings. And so if if we look at that over a full season, that's still taxing on the bullpen. Like you'd have to set up a taxi or a, uh, not a taxi, like a piggyback guy off of that, or at least have the bullpen ready to go as if it were a bullpen day. I, I, I would hope that he would at least stretch out for six or seven innings, but it seems to get in his head. Like I know last season at the beginning of the season, he was so obsessed with trying to hit 104 and he couldn't hit the strike zone. And then this season, it seemed like he at least started off spring training by really working in his secondary pitches. And I remember Cowboy talking about it on the radio, like most of the time you want to elongate your arm with velocity and trying to get your fastball going, and then you work in your breaking stuff. So I, I, I just hope it doesn't kind of confuse him, if, if that makes any sense, but I would love to see him be able to be utilized out of the rotation. I just wonder if he's not going to make more sense as that uh, that they called it in baseball prospectus the rubber arm security blanket. Yeah, my my opinion on him is he is a spot starter at best. Um, I also think he can come in and be your seventh or eighth inning guy if he's going well. But it's, it's really hard to, to depend on him. And, you know, he's had plenty of chances to, to be the starter that he wanted to be. And he's been in the bullpen for a reason. So, you know, if, if we're going to talk about the Reds being, you know, you know, trying to chase the pennant or anything like that, winning the division, he can't be the number four, the number five guy. You know, 870, 80% of the time. That's fair. And then, Will, I saw you asked uh, about the word to goal in green starting the year. They'll be in double-A Chattanooga. Um, but 
what do you guys think about that prospect announcement today down in Louisville for the alternate site? I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's that pretty is- interesting. Saw some, some fans and do some scrimmages. It kind of seems weird. I don't know why they just didn't like start the minor league season. Doesn't that yeah. kind of seem like... <laughs> yeah, I was thinking <laughs> that too. Um, but I guess it's better than nothing. Maybe there's a... It maybe it maybe they're only playing like are they only playing like two two teams that are close? So maybe it's you know it'd be too hard to like you know start the season and keep everyone local. So I, I guess there's probably some sort of smart reason behind it. I would hope. I might try to go down next week because it's the Royals for the first week. See Bobby Witt Jr. play. There you nice. Go. Yeah. So. Actually, Carlos, before we do move off the Lorenzen topic, I kind of want to get your thoughts, too. Like I said, you're the one of us who has been in the majors, so um, I hope you don't mind that I pick your, pick your brain a lot on some of these questions that are, like, trends <laughs> in baseball. Um, sure. I mentioned earlier, you know, the Reds kind of had this idea of Lorenzen kind of, you know, using him in the outfield. He, you know, we've seen that he has the ability to hit and also kind of pitching. And you're also seeing this right now, Shohei Otani being the poster boy. Uh, Tampa's mm-hmm. really doing a lot with Brendan McKay. What is your feeling on this trend going on in baseball right now? As far as someone who's like been around major league pitchers, you know, we know it's not always the most fun thing for them to hit. Do you like this? Do you think it's something that could stick in the ball in the majors? As far as just being like a like a two way player, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if he can do it, I mean, the only way that he can do it if, if he's a reliever. I mean, I don't think he can be doing that if he's a starter, but. I mean, Otani, he's he's something special. Yeah, <laughs> he's, not, he's, he's unreal. Um, like Lorenzen, I have no problem with him being out there. You know, he's probably better defender than two-thirds of the outfield out there that's currently <laughs> fielding. But, I mean, yeah, I'm all for it. If they can do that, I mean, I think it, it's exciting. It's fun to watch. Uh, your teammates get pumped up about it. Um, and I mean, it's just being a pro, if he can do it, then he can do it. And I mean, it sort of almost promotes the game a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely fun. So Tyler had another quick question that we'll get into our over-unders. What happens with the infield when the organization, organization feels it's time for Jose Garcia to be the everyday shortstop? Yeah, I don't know if I'm worried. I mean, I, I think that will probably solve itself at some point. Um, um, I, it doesn't sound like Jose Garcia is at all in the plans in, in 2021, um, unless everything goes right. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, you could shift guys around. I mean, you could stick India out in the outfield. Um, the Reds could trade someone at some point. I mean, there's a, there's a million things I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about that. I can't see Suarez playing shortstop for, you know, the next three or four years, right? I mean, do, do you guys all agree on that? I don't. Yeah, I, I why not? Derek Jeter did. Maybe, maybe two-year deal. I don't see him staying at shortstop very long. Yeah, I think it was born out of necessity slash let's get Jonathan India some playing time. So I definitely don't think they believe it's a long-term solution, but it at least opens up the idea that they can give Jose Garcia all the time that he needs at AAA and not rush him or anything like that. I, so I definitely agree he's not in the 2021 plans unless he just he himself forces the issue and just 
he's hitting like 500 at AAA or something, which I would I would I would doubt that would happen, but it would be amazing if it did. That got that well, we should have put a record. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, we should have a DH next year, right? Like that, it seems like if a new bargaining agreement sounds like it's definitely going to happen next year. So yeah. I mean, there's your extra spot. You know, maybe you rotate Suarez, Mustakas, and Votto as the DH, and boom, there there's your extra infield spot. So. Um, yeah, maybe they just, you know, saying, let's try to get Suarez through this year. Um, I don't think it's completely crazy if the Reds, you know, do decent attendance wise, you know, kind of listen to that really bizarre podcast with Castellini and, uh, and <laughs> just like, um, but it, it kind of seemed like Bob in that, that was maybe hinting at, like, if things go well, we would spend a little bit at the the deadline would be willing to take on a contract. So I don't know, maybe they, they would look to, to add a shortstop at the deadline if 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 the team's in, in a good position. Um so yeah, I, I don't think the Suarez thing's gonna stick safe or long. So Nick, I think it's time we do the over unders as we plan for opening day. Um I understand you know you talked about pulling up did you pull up the zips projections or the fan graphs? What'd you pull up? I I got zips. Um, I'll just pick like some some I think interesting interesting categories, and we'll we'll go through them. Uh, uh, all right, I'll I'll go last. I'll just uh, say it, and then you guys can can go around the horn. All right, so, so we'll start we'll start big. Suarez thirty four home runs over under. I'm going over. I think he's you know if he's going to be on the field. Playing at that ballpark, I, I could see this being another forty home run season for him. I'm gonna say over as well. I, I think he can hit forty, forty five, and I, I've got I got big uh, high hopes for him this season. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm I'm on boat with that. I'm I'm forty, forty three, right around there. I think I'd do over if it was fifty. So yeah, definitely over. Um, <laughs> maybe not fifty. Maybe like forty two. I'd probably go over. All right. Um, Tucker Barnhart, three nineteen on base percentage. Oh. I, what was last year's? Or or uh, twenty nineteen? Last year was uh, was two ninety one, but three twenty eight, three twenty eight, three forty seven. The years before. Hmm. I don't love. I mean, it's pretty well known that not many people love him as a hitter. Obviously. Um. And I just feel like at some point Tyler Stevenson's just going to get to the point where, like, we've seen his ability, we've seen the promise of his ability to hit, I should say. Um, but I think I'll go a slight over, but I'm talking like 323 if I'm going over. Gosh, that is hard. 319. I I, I think I'm going <laughs> to uh, mm, say over just because I'm an optimist and I love Tucker Barnhart, but I can at least be objective about it and it's definitely it might be 320 <laughs> yeah let's keep the trend going i got the over two just because he's not going to be facing many left-handers <laughs> yeah yeah that's a great great point yeah i am um, different but i'm going to take the over and i'm going to make a little prediction i think barnhart will be batting ninth tomorrow so i think he's going to be looking more for uh getting on base cuz he's going to basically be the lead off hitter the second type of the order i think that's what they're going to do 
I could be wrong, but I'm cool with right. that. What was that? Said I'm cool with that. Yeah. All right. Um, ooh, this is this is a good one. Uh, Mustakis, and I don't like the stat, but I just think it's a good one. Ninety-one RBIs. RBIs. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if he's sitting behind Vado Castellanos, I could definitely see an over. It's a, very much could be being optimistic, um, but we've made this point now for the three weeks we've had a show. Um, there's no way the offense is worse than it was last season, and we saw the show go kind of like turn the corner. They got better as far as like, you know, but not significantly better by any means. But I think with the guys in front of them, I, I expect the offense will be a lot better this year. Um, and I don't mean to kind of keep this trend of being like Reds homers by any means. But I think I'm going to go over again. I just think hitting behind Bado, Castellanos, maybe Suarez, depending on how the lineup shapes out, is going to give him a lot of opportunities. Vegas is going to take their odds after they listen to this. Because <laughs> yeah, um, Vegas, I think, has the over-under at 93 and a half. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I, I saw that, and I was like, oof. Um, I man, I... I really want to be super optimistic on this one, but I think it's going to be slightly under. I think he's going to have probably about 87, 88 RBIs. And uh, part of it is because I will throw the homer part in there and say because he's hitting behind uh, Suarez, Suarez is going to be the RBI sham wow right there and just soak them all away from him. Not going to have anyone on base when he comes up. (laughs) Carlos, what do you think? Um, it's, it's close. It's right around there, but like, uh, I might, I could probably go with the under a little bit just because of that fact that Suarez is, is right there. Um, and you know, maybe health factor a little bit. He might need a little, a couple more days than he usually used to get, yeah. but, but just throwing that in there. I might take the under too. He's only done that once in his career. Uh, so I don't, I don't see that. All right. My, uh, my 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 dude, who I think's the uh, the, the best hitter against um, uh, against right handed pitching on the team. Um, I don't know which one I want to pick here. Um, Jesse Winker, eight twenty OPS. Ooh, <laughs> that's a close one. That's that's really close. What was it last year? Because I know he was three D on base. Uh, last year it was uh, 9.32. Oh! But 8.30, 8.36 the two years previous. And your over-under was what, 8.40? 8.20. Oh. Trend says upwards, so I'm going to stick with it. And I, I'm trying to find an under, but I'm just, <laughs> you know, I don't know if I found one yet I'm comfortable with. So I'll softball uh, you one year at some point. <laughs> yeah. I also, I mean, we kind of feel like he's more than likely the leadoff hitter tomorrow, right? Am I the only one that feels that way? Yeah. They, they did a scrimmage today, and he was the leadoff hitter, and it looked like the lineup they're going to use. And I think the last, like, several um, uh, spring training games bad leadoff. So I, I think the lineup is, is pretty well set that it's, at least for tomorrow, it's it's Winker, um, Castellanos, Vado, Suarez, Moustakis, Senzel, India, Barnhart, or am I missing someone? I don't think so. Yeah. Unless you count Castillo, of course, but. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Once again, Tim the over. 
820 OPS. Jeff, what do you think? 820, I think he's going to go over. I think it's interesting they have it that low. I, I wonder because I I know uh, there's a couple of people like national writers and folks that talk about it on a national basis that still wonder if he can hit left-handers. I think he can. I think that even though 2020 is a small sample size and it's really hard to know a lot about a, a player based on that, I think he got the left-handed monkey off his back, and I think he's going to be just fine. So I'm taking an over on an 820 OPS for Jesse Winker. Uh, Nick said this line. Let's be honest. He wanted everybody to go over on this pick. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going over as well. Um, I'd love for them to give him more opportunities against left-handers. I mean, how do we know if he can – hit major league left-handers as they never give them the opportunity other than pinch hits or light off the bench. Um, I, I want to see it too. I mean, I know it's hard to find all of these guys, ABs with a show go. I think he can hit lefties. He did it um, pro ball overseas. And I mean, yeah, throw them out there, let them have it. I take the over. Um, I'm in on them. I'm definitely taking the over on that. Um, I, I won't be the two, too uh, hateful on opening day, but I, I disagree on the, the lefties. Um, but I do think he's going to get some. My guess is they'll probably do like, you know, he starts occasionally versus lefties where it's not like a straight platoon. Um, they'll just try, I think they'll try to make sure his off days are against lefties more so than it. So I don't think he's going to get that, that 900 OPS if he plays against lefties as much, but 820, that seems like a, an easy over. All right. Um, I'll One more. Just Winker, Winker gives me the Jay Bruce vibes. Like, that guy can get hot for three. Great. Great. Fire. And then we're like, well, what happened to Jesse? What happened to Jay? <laughs> I well, Jay made the Yankees better. roster. Granted, by injury, I'm but he made the Yankee Yankees. roster. Yeah, yeah, Yankees. <laughs> All right. Um, Nick Castellanos, 27 bombs. Damn it, Nick. What are his career highs? <laughs> he had 14 last year in 60 games, so. Um, he hit 27 in 2019, yeah. 23 and 18, and 26 and 7. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty, pretty well in his wheelhouse, but again, he's only played one season in Cincinnati and he had 14 and 60 games. Yeah. And he played in all 60 games last year. I just feel like the short porch in left field is going to be to his favor and I'm trying to find an under, but I feel like this is a 30 home run season for him. All right. I agree. 30 home runs. So I'm taking the over. Yeah, we're going overs, baby. Runs, runs, right. runs. Yeah, I'm over. All right, I'm going to give you guys all an easy under because this is ridiculous. And if anyone says over, I I, I don't want to know what, what you Shogo Akiyama, 13 home runs. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Zips projection, and honestly, I really question it at this point. Well, yeah, injury – Nick Senzel with him as well. Yeah, I got to go under. 183 played appearances last year. 
Anyone, I, I guess, is anyone going to take the over or are we all under? I got to go under just because, I, I mean, I don't see the power. I also don't see that being part of his game. Yeah. Yeah, that's a All right, we'll do one more uh, batter, then we'll do a couple pitchers, and I won't do all. I could do this all night, but um, uh, we got to do Joey Votto. I'm trying to see which one of these I want to do. Be careful. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll just we'll do the uh, we'll do the the OPS seven thirty one. He was eight hundred last year. Um, he was, uh, 768, 837, and then uh, 1032 in 2017. So 731. I think I got to go the slight over just because the trends that you mentioned seems like, I know he's definitely getting older. Um, and I know we're very limited. He had 18 at bats in spring training. But he had a 789 in that stretch. So hopefully he just kind of keeps that going. I'm thinking he gets around 800. So I'm taking the over. I'm thinking MVP number two. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like sure that. he has MVP number two. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. That's a whole other segment. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go the over for sure. I mean, Everything that I've heard from my sources are looking positive, and I mean he's ready to go. He can't wait. Is your is your source Joey Votto? Yes or no? C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll I'll take the over. I don't think I don't think you he'll get to eight hundred again, but I think he'll be close. That that would be mine. All right, let's do a couple pitching ones. Um. They're they're a little harder to do. Um, um, and I I don't want to do wins. That's so dumb. Um, <laughs> we'll do I guess wins above replacement. I know that's kind of a harder thing to to project, but I'll, I'll give you some uh, baseline. So uh, Luis Castillo is three point eight. Um, obviously last year was two point four in forty games. So that's well, and then four point one the year before, two point two in twenty eighteen. I feel like he's going to be really good this year. And I just feel like you guys are make me look like a major homer here. So I'm just going to take the under <laughs> out of um, necessity of my bets. I'm just gonna, but I, I still think he'll be terrific this year. Yeah. I got the over. I think he finishes in the top five of Cy Young. Yeah, I'm going to go with the over as well. From what I saw in spring training, you know, just – just the way he looked. Like last year, I remember having a conversation um, saying, man, he looks kind of, you know, a little heavier. Um, didn't seem quite as ready to go. And then this year in spring training, to me, I mean, I don't know what they weighed in at or just going off straight visual that, that he looked really good and in shape. And, I mean, I think his focus and is going to be determined to, ha- to have a good year and an all-star type of yeah, I think he'll be pushing like six ones above replacement. Um, yeah, I'm taking the over um, for some context. In 2019, uh, Castillo's projection is 
that would put him 24th in baseball. Luis Castillo is definitely in better than the 24th best baseball. Um, all right, this 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 is uh this is probably a different one. Sonny Gray three point two. Um, Sonny was last year's gonna be a little, last year was one point seven four point four in twenty nineteen. That was the only time he's gone above three since he was in Oakland. Three point two is the number. Three point two. Yep. And he was and he was four point four in twenty nineteen, the last full season. Um, sadly, I'm going to go with the under just because, uh, just because of health on on my end. Um, just feel a little skeptical about his health. Getting a little bit older, lots of innings, small guy, max effort every pitch. He's already been in the training room all spring training. When he's out there, when he's healthy, hopefully you know he dominates, but. You know, hopefully he kind of takes it easy and, and paces himself throughout the season, which will put him at the ender. I'm going the same route, which, you know, I don't know if there's many people who are bigger Sunday Gray fans than me. I think he'll be terrific when he's on the mound. Um, but like Carlos said, like already battling injury, um, I think it's just going to be a little tough uphill battle for him because we don't know how many starts he's going to miss. But, I'm, you know, I'm still pretty high on those two as your one-two. It's a hard time maybe besides the Dodgers finding a team in the NL that can match that. So, Patrick, <clears throat> no cigar. Yeah. I'm going yeah, over, I'm gonna... baby. Oh, there we go. There we go. I think 3.5 uh, or 4.0. I think that he misses a couple starts, but he gets it figured out and he stays healthy the rest of the year. All right. I'll take the under just – I yeah, I think I think he's – it's got for him to get to three point two. It hasn't projected to make twenty eight starts. I don't think he'll make twenty eight starts. So I'm just gonna, I'm going to say he'll probably have about the numbers. They're projecting a three point seven two ERA. I think he'll he'll be able to hit that. Maybe even a little better. But I I don't think he'll make twenty eight starts. All right, I'm going to do one more, but I'm not going to use as its projection. How many Reds relief pitchers have five saves? In 2021, how many total? Ooh. I'll go first while you guys think about this, since I've kind of been thinking about this a little bit. Um, I am going to say there are five guys that have five or more saves. Uh, the the two obvious um, – no, I'm going to say six. Six guys. Two obvious, Garrett and Sims. Uh, Doolittle. Um, Hey, what? I mean, it's just out of necessity. They're going to use the other guys first, and he's going to come in. It's only five. Um, uh, Cam, uh, I always say his name wrong, Bidrosian. I think he'll get it. Um, and then I think the other guy, I think TJ Antone will get five saves. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. What's a good save season? 30? Like, that's great, right? For a season? Yeah. Like- yeah. I think Chad was turning 40s when they were winning. He was pretty close. Hmm. I'm a, I would say I'm going to say 3 with at least 5. I don't see that. I think kind of once they kind of narrow it in, if somebody gets four in a row, five in a row, I think they're going to stick with them until they have, you know, something bad happen. I know Bell's talking about or not Bell but pitching coach you know, talking about multiple guys who who can throw that 
inning, but that ninth inning is something different. I don't. It doesn't matter what anybody says. They're not just throwing three outs. Going out there for that ninth inning with the lead and your entire team on the weight of your shoulders, that is a different ball game to pitch in. And, man, to get five saves, that's a lot. So, yeah, I'm going to say three. So who do you, you got, obviously, Garrett Sims. Who's your third? Um, Garrett Sims. Um, Lorenzen. That was oh. mine, damn it. Oh. oh, I like it. They're really going off the beat of that. Yeah, because I, 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 I think he's ultimately going to end up back in the bullpen. That, that's going to be where he can flourish the most. That's where he can get the most potential. Just wear it back and throw it down the middle. It's still hard to hit 100 no matter where it's at. I think that's where he'll be, and I think Anton will be in, 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 the, uh, in the starter role more than the bullpen this year. Man, that's a, that's a good question. I, I honestly want them to keep it by committee as long as possible. I think I'm going to go with four. I'm going to go Sims, Garrett. I'm going to say Doolittle because I, I, I think he's found something. I think he's going to be okay. And then CNL Perez. Oh. Ooh. I forgot. Yeah. five. <laughs> I'm excited about him. I like I like what I've seen from him. I, I think there's going to be a lot more. Three lefties getting five saves. Ooh. Like it, like it. Tim, what you got? Oof, I think I'm at four. Uh, I was definitely going to jump in the Michael Lorenz and get saves get bandwagon before Carlos jumped it. Um, <laughs> which, but like you know, great minds think alike is the route I'm going to go here. Um, I do think, like, you know, we've talked a lot about closure by committee. I do think it'll be kind of like Amir Garrett will be the guy when needed. But I definitely think there's not sure they're going to use multiples. So, yeah, I'll go with the four. All right, who's your who's your fourth? You got you got Sims, Garrett, Lorenzen. Who's your fourth? Uh, Sean Doolittle. I think he's going to be really good this year. I, I'm really high on him. Man, you guys are seeing something way different on him than I am. I'm not. I'm not super high on him, but I think he can get five saves. I, I think he'll be. I think he'll probably be like mid fours ERA, which I mean, you know, I guess for a million bucks and he's your fifth, sixth best reliever. I mean, it's probably fine, you know, to have a guy that's you know established and whatever. But yeah, what I, I don't. I don't think he'll be good. What are they paying him? I think it's like one even, one million even. Yeah, I'm gonna take so. the under. Being on the uh, game one sixty two roster. Okay, nice. Let me ask you guys this before we kind of do our last two things. Um, actually, this is one of the last twos. Going around the room, do any of you think we see Hunter Green and or Nick Labello on the major league roster at some point this season? Nick Labello, yes. Uh, Hunter Green, no. Yeah, I say Nick Lodolo, yeah, Hunter Green, no. I say Nick Lodolo, yeah, Hunter Green, yeah, but Hunter Green is a relief pitcher. He's going to come up in uh, August 31st, uh, similar to a certain other pitcher in uh, August 31st of 2010. I was at 
So, okay, Nick, I told you this in a text earlier. So for those who have been following, Nick has been doing the top 100 Reds wins, uh, getting us ready for opening day, which has been awesome. I really enjoyed when I got to look at your mentions and I seen people like thanking you instead of people being mad at you for pitch for like, you know, other things that happen games after. Um, you shared today, your number one was the Jay Bruce walk off the clinch in 2010. And two of the highlights you showed in there were obviously two big plays. It was Drew Stubbs robbing the homer and Jay's walk off. And I was actually in attendance that game, so I like watched all. I was there and just seeing like the excitement. It was just such a different energy. And when you watch that clip back, it looks like the pit is like five seconds in the stadium that night. I was in left field. It felt like the balls were in the air for ten minutes for both those plays. So like seeing that again, like gave me those goosebumps and those chills. Like just such an awesome night, man. I'll never forget that night. Yeah, I was I was there too, man. That was that that was something. Hopefully, we can uh, we can get that again. Either you guys there that night? I was there for Clinchmas. Absolutely, that was uh, still to this day. Like I can watch that replay and remember that feeling. Yeah, and I thought for a minute I'd get that feeling last year. Whenever they finally clinched it, I didn't quite get there. And then, of course, the playoffs really dampened that. But uh, yeah, looking forward to feeling that again that was that was something that was a different level Carlos were you pitching for the Padres what, what year was that 10 yeah I was on my way out of the game player <laughs> uh. <laughs> no I was 08 with the Padres 09 with the Padres and 10 I think I I think 10 I went to camp with the Rockies and then that was it oh that's right that's right because uh I remember you 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 were in 2008 because the the MLB like has like almost every game up on YouTube from like 2009 of course through like 2018 uh mm. so you can't, can't find a lot of it's, that's that's I that's, can send you an edited video of, of some good stuff Hey I want it I want it I'm serious <laughs> I, won't I won't send you the I won't send you the Soriano or anything like that <laughs> Are you um Upper are you keeping an eye on Padres this year Carlos Do what are you keeping an eye on the Padres this year since they have a ton of hype? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I've, I mean, I've kind of forced myself to have to, of, um, you know, along the way, the last several years, just you know, just keeping keeping an eye on them, seeing see what's going on. Um, definitely, way more invested in the Reds, just you know, because because of Joey, and you know, the Padres are such, it's so late at night, but now I'm definitely. I'm definitely on it, back on the bandwagon. Um, I'm excited about it. It's, it's going to be a lot of good good baseball nights around here. Yeah, it's hard to not be excited about Fernando Tatis, man. He's so fun. Yeah, I watch a lot of Padres games this year, that's for sure. Yeah. Carlos dropped out. Uh, let's see if he gets back in. But uh, while, we're, while we're waiting, let's kind of do this real quick, guys. So Nick and I, last week, Jeff, we predicted the Reds – Nick is more optimistic than I am. I believe that they will be still in the – I think they'll be in the race. I think they'll probably finish second. I feel very nervous about the Cubs um, as far as, like, their their season, obviously, with everything that happened at the end of the Theo era. So, win total – what do you guys feel the record will be this year? One there. I'll start. I think that they're going to be competing for a wild card spot. I say they're about 85 and 77. I think they're, they're, in, they're in the fight. I'm going. I'm going 87. 
I'm going. I I have to copy that because I have 87 down in the uh, digital pages of RedlingNation.com tomorrow. So I better stick with that. Nice. Um, 87, and uh, they clinch the National League Central the final day of the year in Pittsburgh. Oof. <sighs> I. I'm I'm doing this for my own health and my own safety and my own <laughs> wallet when it comes to purchasing alcohol. I'm saying 83 wins and a second place finish. I think it's going to be fun all year, and I definitely think they have the talent to put it together. I just really worry about if they suffer a rash of injuries. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So last thing, because we talked about this last week, Nick, and we have some guys here to join us and talk about it. We mentioned the name Trevor Story. Is there a scenario if the Reds are in the race at a deadline, you see him playing shortstop for the Reds for a few months? Yeah, I think I think it just depends. It depends how much revenue they bring in between now and you know middle of July. Um, but yeah, I mean that was kind of the sense I got from, from Bob's comments was like, hey, if things go well and we make some money, um, he said something along the lines of, and I don't have an exact quote, but. Something along the lines of we've saved a little bit of money to see how things play out. That was kind of what he said, and so it kind of made me think. Well, maybe maybe that's like in the back of their head. So yeah, I don't I don't think that's impossible. And I mean, um, Trevor Story's I think seventeen million or twenty seven million this year. So you know you 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 prorate that. That's probably like what like ten. I mean that's a little bit easier to swallow, I guess. So yeah, I think it's possible. I think it's something like Nick Crawl, like pulling like a Billy Bean off Moneyball or something and like saying, hey, I just won a whole bunch of money off of this bet on black down at the Hard Rock. So <laughs> let me throw it on this. Let's go get Trevor Story. And uh, if we make the playoffs, then I get like 5% of the gate or something. I don't know, like something crazy like that. But I I mean, I, I certainly think it's going to have to be Nick Crawl getting up and trying to get some sort of uh, – leverage with the ownership i felt like that's what dick williams had and i kind of felt like that's what they told him he had lost and that's why he left like i i I feel like not necessarily that he had lost it from anything that he had done it was just ownership came to him this year and he said yeah whatever you want you're not getting it because we can't afford it and he's like all right i'm out because you know what are we doing if we're not uh adding and making our team better yeah, I'm sick of being blamed for everything. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that was yeah, that's spot on. I think he's just like, you know what? Like, I've done everything I can here. You know, we're not going to spend. I'm not. I'm not getting blamed for all this and, and yeah. all the, the venom. And I would say it's probably more likely they get someone maybe lesser than than uh, than than story at the deadline. Like maybe they get like. Brandon Croft, I see he's a free agent and the Giants chip in some money um, or maybe like a Miguel Rojas or or someone, someone along the lines of that nature. Maybe I, I highly doubt the Cubs would do this, but maybe Javier Baez of the Cubs fall out of the, the, the <laughs> oh, that would awesome. that be nice. <laughs> oh, I yeah, celebrate. I think, uh, a, a less a, a defensive shortstop if they add that on i i think it's only because somebody got injured in the infield but to add a trevor story that's yeah we're talking the reds are you know plus six plus seven above 500 at the all-star break and let's go after it type of deal and i then i can see that happening 
Yeah. Cool. I like it. Well, dudes, um, this was awesome. Uh, Jeff, I know you said you you're, uh, you crashed the party. We're, we're stoked to have you, man. This was a lot of fun. Carlos, it's great we finally had you on, man. Um, we would love to have you. you know, if you want to do this every week with us, I don't think we'd turn it down by any means. Uh, so before we get out of here, um, if you guys want to shout yourselves out, social media is where anyone listening to this can follow you if they don't already. Take a moment. We, we definitely appreciate the time. So Definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I do appreciate you guys letting me just kind of join in. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds. And you can follow the podcast pretty much anywhere. You get your podcast. I don't know of anywhere else that the podcast isn't. So uh, we're going to be excited for opening day. That's me is excitement and looking forward to it. Yeah. Thanks guys for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah it was a blast. Thanks man. I'm looking forward to more episodes. Thank yeah, you. Definitely. So guys, like we said, tomorrow's opening day. Um, who knows? You might see Nick and I pop in tomorrow and talk about, do a little quick recap. We're still figuring the plans out, but we're excited as best as everyone that's finally here. Baseball's upon us. I just had my dynasty draft, so I'm very I'm very excited with joy. So have a good night, enjoy the games, and we'll talk soon. Go red. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.